Hi, we're Airstreaming Sojourners. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And this is our fifth episode. We left Indianapolis, made our way across Ohio into Michigan and to the Canadian border. Crossing into Canada is always uh, fun and exciting. Uh, we made it through the border inspection station and were, you know, curiously questioned for you know, a good 10 minutes about what we had in the back, make sure we had no alcohol or marijuana. I think their biggest concern was anything related to marijuana. So uh, after a thorough inspection, we crossed into the southern part of Canada. We stayed the first night in Amherstburg just to break up the drive um, that allowed us to stop at Point Pelee National Park, which is the most southern point of mainland Canada. We wanted to check that out, so we did do that the following morning. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that park. It was uh, uh, really fun, but first we stayed in, in Amherst, Canada. Uh, what was the name of the town, Michelle? Amherst. Amherst, and it was where we first got our uh, a little glimpse into the, the Canadian culture. Um, Canadians... Uh, this is a generalization, of course, but what we have experienced and what we did see, uh, they like to spend time outdoors and like to spend a lot of time uh, at lake houses and camping and uh, doing outdoor recreation. And this park that we went to was mostly uh, inhabited by people that keep an RV or, or, trailer. or trailer or even uh, non-mobile modular home or cabin at these campsites and just kind of show up there every weekend during the summer. It's interesting, yes. We probably were one of a few that were just passing through and staying the night. It was full of, I think, locals. They had their routine. They had sheds with all kinds of things that they left there while they went back to their home. Yeah, and, and so I, I've heard that before, that Canadians have their lake house or their, their summer cottages. Uh, some people from New England also uh, experience that or have, have that as a as a routine where they go up to the summer camp or cottage. And it was quite evident that this place we were at is Canada by and by. So we spent some time there. We did you know see the locals hanging out and partying around and uh, having their campfires. So it was kind of fun to see how it is different from where we come from. Yes. But uh, then we, we did... Uh, go next to uh, the park, Pele National Park. And we, we had a kayak. We thought about kayaking. It's right on Lake Erie, um, but decided not to. They use canoes. I think it was a little windy maybe that day. A little windy, a little cold, a little rough on Lake Erie, but we did um, do, go for a bike ride, and we you know, took the mountain bikes down and rode a nice little trail, maybe about oh, 10, 12 miles, and got to the southernmost point of Canada. Uh, couldn't see the U.S. from there, but uh, it was a beautiful day and a, a really great park and a great place to visit. Trails Very were... popular spot, too. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a little, little bit on the crowded side, um, but, you know, trying to catch those last tail ends of the of the summer, especially, you know, those, our north, our northern Maybe. friends. Oh, yes. They, uh, they have a, a shorter season, so... I guess they want to make the most of it, and and you could see everybody was out there having a good time, and it was really really pretty park, and I think the only Canadian national park on that side of Canada. 
I think so. We had asked about getting a park pass, but the gal at the park station said that um, we wouldn't need it for our farther locations on the east. We weren't going up northeast either, though, but this was not going to, it wasn't going to be necessary. Yeah, so we uh, spent the day there and then we decided to motor on and mm. head to Niagara Falls. Yes, we arrived in Niagara Falls that evening. We set up camp at a KOA in Niagara Falls, I believe, and drove to the actual falls, to the Horseshoe Falls at night. So interestingly enough, although I was born in New York, I'd never made it to Niagara Falls. You were, you lived a little bit farther south. It was a little drive to get there for you and your family. Not that far, but um, I, I probably, I don't know why my parents never took me there. I know that they... I thought they honeymooned they, there. They did have a honeymoon there, and um, it's quite con possible I was even conceived in, in Niagara Falls, oh. mm -hmm. but uh, I, I don't know. And uh, when I got there and saw it, it was a, an amazingly beautiful place. It's quite breathtaking, yes. And at night, it's lit up. There's lights that are shown. Is that it? Shown? Oh, they project some lights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a light projections onto the falls. So uh, it, it's it's quite stunning, quite beautiful. We did catch a little bit of rain, a little bit of Misty mist, yeah. and uh, did get a little wet, but uh, that first night that we got to see the falls, it was quite spectacular. Um, downtown, we were on the Canadian side, and uh, the downtown Niagara... It's pretty touristy. It reminded us a little bit of Las Vegas, old Las Vegas. Um, the All the attractions lit up in neon. Quite possibly the second neon capital of the world. Yes. Um, a lot of... Uh, a lot of your standard tourist attractions, such as Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the, the wax, wax Museum, the Wax Museum, and the Rainforest Cafe Restaurant. All yeah, those and chains. I thought it was a little hard, Michelle, to to find local fare and and food that we could talk about here on the show. We tried very hard. <laughs> we tried a couple Indian restaurants with no luck; they were closed. Canada is a very um, melting it, it, pot. Yeah, it's um, it's a country that uh, depends on immigration for uh, to bring up its population and, and its citizenship. So they are, have a very liberal stance on on immigration, and they are actively seeking people to come to the country. So one of the things Michelle and I were looking for, we were kind of excited to to find with some some good Indian food or they have a substantial Sikh community and Pakistani community, and nothing was open I, for us. We ate at a diner, I think. To <laughs> our surprise, you couldn't find an Indian restaurant within fifty miles of Niagara. I, mm. I don't know what was going on. Mm -mm, we didn't find it. We did go the following morning. Saw Niagara Falls, um, American Falls, Bridal Veil Falls in the daylight. We took the boat ride into the mist. Um, I guess you have to do that. Everyone has to do that just to say they did it. Um, exactly. You can't it's, see much. <laughs> it's the proverbial must do. You have to do it if you go to Niagara. I forgot what it cost. It was... Mm, maybe $40 a person or $20. $20 a person. <laughs> it was $40. Man, take you up river <laughs> for that. But um, we we did uh, do the boat ride. Um, 
of course, you got to wear a, a poncho because the whole uh, no, purpose. Drenched. Yes. It's just to soak you under the fall. So you, you, we got a little bit wet, but we, we can scratch that off the bucket list. We did. Go into Niagara Falls. Lady of the Mist or whatever the name of the boat <laughs> what is. is. Yeah. yeah, we we rode it and it is a beautiful place. Yes. So directly across the street from the KOA in Niagara Falls, Canada, are a couple of uh, of uh, gentlemen's clubs, and a friend of ours had mentioned that if you do go by Niagara, you guys have to stop in to. One of the Niagara Strip Clubs because they're a worldwide famous. So so we went into the sports bar one. I felt a little more comfortable going into that one. Uh, we paid the cover charge. I think it was maybe $10, 10 Canadian dollars, which is less than American dollars. I think it was probably seven fifty. Yeah, we, US dollars. We went in and uh, and uh, it was a Sunday, I believe a Sunday I think evening. It was a Sunday. So there was some football games going on and we thought, well, let's check out what what the Canadian strip clubs are like, eh? And I, I think what was most entertaining was there was a table right in front of us, right in front of the stage, with two couples. One lady, I'm not sure how much she had had to drink. When we arrived, she had on a like a dress. Her top was on her top portion was buttoned unbuttoned all the way down. Her bra, she was in her bra. Thank God she had a bra on. It was um. It was a little bit distracting, you know. I mean, uh, uh, it it really took away from the experience because <laughs> she was a hot mess, and she was the show. In front yeah, of us. she had to be. Uh, her she had a friend with her, another lady. Um, when I went into the restroom a short time later, her friend was trying to put her back together, which was nice. That's what friends are for. But um, you know, it just progressed though. When they were back out, next thing you know, the lady had her skirt hiked up. Yeah, and it was a tra- it got from train wreck to um, you know global disaster in a matter of seconds. But I think uh, security finally came over. In, yeah, she got a little bit of a talking to. Um, all in all, uh, nothing to write home about. We had our drink and left. It was uh, you know no no different. I I do think that that portion that area of Niagara the Canadian Niagara. Uh, falls community is kind of like almost the Las Vegas of of Canada where uh people from the provinces you know come to you know have a good time they have casinos and gambling oh, and, they did have a big casino down on the waterfront I forgot about that yeah but because we we did live in Las Vegas for many years and and are used to seeing so much more uh it was a little bit of a underwhelming underwhelming <laughs> experience so um, to our friend, uh, maybe, maybe we went to the wrong place. I don't know. It, it maybe was, it was because it was a Sunday night. Maybe it was Sunday. Everybody was still at church. I, I don't know. It, it could be, but, um, but we did go, we did check it out. And so, uh, we wanted to let our listeners know that there are strip clubs in, uh, in Niagara Falls, Canada. And we did check it out and not that big a deal, but we, we ended up, uh, uh, going home early and watching a, I think we watched a movie, one of the movies we had, and we departed uh, that next morning for our next stop, which was Toronto. We left Niagara Falls and made the short drive to Toronto. I think it was, what, maybe an hour and a half or so? Yeah, it was very close. It was a pretty easy drive. 
And we found a campsite in a park, which was on the east side, I believe, of Toronto. Um, the roads were a little confusing. They, we were put on toll roads. We never really found a toll booth. Uh, lots of traffic. We may have a ticket waiting for us in the mailbox. So. We may have a few <laughs> after this road trip. Um, so we did make it to the park in the late afternoon, set up our trailer, and I was anxious to go into Toronto. Um, we went to downtown Toronto, found a parking spot. And Toronto is an amazing city. It's a uh... It's very reminiscent of New York. Reminded me a lot of Manhattan, very fast-paced. A uh, lot going on, a lot of energy. You could kind of kind of feel the the pulse, and uh, we were having a good time there. Uh, we, we did find a lot of cool spots. One spot we found was a place called Hey Lucy Cafe, and they make amazing martinis there. Martini time. We Yeah, you know I'm a big martini <laughs> fan, and of course shaken, not stirred, and it was great. Uh, we also we had tapas there, I believe I too. Think we yeah, we had. Um, oh, they have the wood burning wood burning oven. pizza oven. Yes, so that we, was very good. We got a little or flatbread, pizza flatbread. We'll have to have a conversation one day about what is exactly the difference <laughs> between pizza and flatbread. That'll be another day. Yeah, because it's about the same. <laughs> but um, we did stop in and had a great time. So shout out to the Hey Lucy Cafe in Toronto. If you are there, stop by on Wednesdays. Is there a martini specials day? Yes. So stop in. Downtown. And then let's talk about one of the things that I was looking forward to was visiting the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's pretty incredible to go in there. There's an exhibit right now. um, It was about Gretzky and Gordie Howe. uh, Eight and, uh, or nine and 99. Uh, It was an amazing exhibit. We spent, I think, four and a half hours there. I like to read every little thing, not so much Eric, but there's a lot of information there. I'm a huge hockey fan, and it was just so special to be able to see all that memorabilia. And they had a few exhibit rooms where they were playing old videos and and movies and really uh, discussed how hockey progressed and came about from from the original skeletons of the league to... The when there was nothing but the the, uh, the original six During and how depression. expansions came through and even today like our our team the you know the Vegas Golden Knights and my all time favorite team the nineteen ninety four New York Rangers that um, the documentary they have in the little theater there is really quite informative quite interesting to watch um, so. We spent, a, a, again, a good four or five hours in there. And then we decided that since we were in hockey uh, land, USA... We and had to catch a game. Yeah, we had to see a game. It's still preseason, but we did end up seeing the Montreal Canadiens, or for those of you in the know, the Habs, Habs. and the and they uh, played Toronto against, Maple Leafs, yes. which... If you do know anything about hockey, this is an age-old rivalry and two teams that have hated each other since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's even a book about... Um, a, oh, a sweater. It's, it's a children's book about a kid that wanted the sweater... From the Canadians, yeah. Yes, and 
he got a sweater, but it was not that one. It was one from the Leafs, and he oh, was he, in the children's book. He's, he's devastated, horrified because he can't go to school with a, a Toronto Leaf. Leafs, you know, uh, jersey sweater. And that was pretty cute to yeah. see. Yeah. So um, we decided to go to the game. Uh, Scotia Bank Arena is uh, world famously known for its roots in in hockey. So we we went and saw a game. Uh, the Leafs kind of dominated the game a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, no, it, I'm glad we went. I, yeah, I usually just like to watch my Vegas Golden Knights play, but that was well worth watching those two play. As we were walking through Toronto, we you know popped in on the famous Toronto sign, and just kind of seeing the sights and the architecture, we stumbled across a excellent camera store called Downtown Camera in Toronto. Uh, we were, one thing we were looking for, we, we have our little GoPro, we're doing a little bit of video and we were, we're looking for a battery charger and we found one there, but, uh, stumbled into this store and it specializes in, uh, used vintage camera equipment, supplies. There's a, there's a lab in there as well. Uh, and they are the, I think they're the, one of the largest, uh, holders of film. And I'm a big fan of film cameras and film, so it was fun to kind of uh, look around and see the different equipment they have. I was looking to see if I could find some some cool lenses for some of my vintage cameras. I did end up walking away with a 150 millimeter for my Hasselblad uh, uh, V, and uh, was excited about that. It was a good price, so uh, we wanted to give a shout out to Downtown Camera, uh, Pierre was our our uh, salesperson and he was very knowledgeable and he kind of kind of was cool to hang on and talk with a local about cameras and the the scene over there photography is really big in in Toronto there's a a school a college university that's I think it was around the corner hmm maybe yeah I forgot he said it was not very far so there and film is coming back Oh, uh, he did say that. The students are now picking up all of these vintage cameras and shooting with film. And shooting with film is, uh, is to me, is always really special because today's society, when you're shooting with digital or with the iPhone, it really means nothing to snap a pic. But when you got 12 exposures on a roll... There's a skill involved. Uh, you want to be sure that this is going to be something you really want to take a picture of, so... Uh, it was fun to go into downtown camera and we wish them the best of luck and uh, highly recommend them. Thank you for joining Airstreaming Sojourners for our fifth episode. And our first episode in the uh, great provinces of Canada. And we look forward to continuing our adventures in Canada and sharing our stories with you next time. Our next stop will be heading up into Montreal and Quebec. So, au revoir.